This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. Without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Okay, well, hello and welcome to the Behold podcast, everybody, and happy Easter week. Happy Holy Week, y'all. Dude, it's so holy up in here. It's the holiest of holiest weeks up in here. Holier than Swiss cheese. Man. It's great. We're having a great time. We're right in the the thick of it here. How you feeling, Sean? You feeling feeling like stressed? You feeling at ease? You feeling excited? What's what's your headspace today? Yeah, all the above. You know, I I was sharing with you this morning, um, got a long to-do list of stuff we're trying to get done at the Altamont campus before Easter weekend. A to-do list longer than Wayne Johnson's ponytail. And that is, that's something. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so just a lot to do, but I'm I'm excited and I'm stoked, you know, like we're, it's, it's Easter, you know, and there is just something special. Like we said this last week too, but you know, it's, it's not like the the God's glory. It's not like the the reality of the cross is different on Easter than other weeks. You know, like Jesus is risen every every day. But it is such a fun, special time of the church family to just kind of celebrate. It's like a family celebration of this of this time. And there is something unique about some of these uh, CEO holidays, like Christmas and Easter, where. A lot of people who maybe wouldn't normally come to church uh, are more open to that this week. So just what an, what an opportunity for us, right? Absolutely. I hope we see a bunch of those CEOs this this week. And I always make the joke, and it's probably old hat by now, but I always make the joke as I close out the service. I'm like, hey, man, today was so great. Did you guys know we do this every week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that always, it always gets a good little pop. But, uh, but yeah, we, we really would love to see... The place packed out and and really just for that momentum to carry us through the rest of the spring and into the summer. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we'll hit this at the end as, as well, but just to remind everyone listening of what is happening this week for Easter at Valley Bible Church, you know, we on beginning really last, last Sunday, a couple days ago, it was Palm Sunday. And that's really the beginning of our Holy Week celebrations, you know. And just to remind you, if you missed it, man, what what a momentous occasion! You know, Jesus is coming back to Jerusalem with his disciples, and he says this kind of funny thing, like, "Hey, go get me a donkey to ride in on," you know. And it's just one of those things that, on face value, seems a little bit strange. But then, when you, when you read into the depths of it, man, this is prophesied in Isaiah that our King would would arrive on on a donkey to save his people, and that's where the palm leaves come from. You know, people in Jerusalem, he was coming in and. They're laying their robes before him, cutting branches off trees and laying them before him, crying, Hosanna, you know, save us, Lord. So just a, a great spirit for us to to remember and also have, you know, as we look to look to Jesus. And how fun was that to to incorporate that, you know, symbol into our worship on Sunday with the kids leading the way? And uh, man, it was so cool. It was funny because I, I had kind of a hectic morning on Sunday and I ended up getting our drummer called in sick. And so I was, I was supposed to play guitar and and lead a song and, uh, I ended up, uh, playing drums. And so I was just kind of like in it and focused and playing that first song. And then I had totally forgot that the kids were going to come and, and help lead worship in that way. 
And so I, I, all of a sudden I, I saw all this commotion. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, the kids. <laughs> Did you? Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that funny? And then I saw my, my kids and I just, it was just such a joyful um, way to just say, Jesus, you're our king. You're, you're the one that we're looking to for salvation and you're the promised Messiah. We acknowledge you as that. And uh, that was really, really sweet, powerful time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, same thing at the Altamont. Just what a sweet, just celebratory time. I think it's just an example of sometimes we think about kid stuff and we're like, oh, that's cheesy or whatever. But in reality, man, it's so encouraging. It's just another way that we're a family, you know? Yeah. We do that. 100%. Anyways, Palm Sunday already started. And then this Thursday at the Crossing Campus, we're going to have our Maundy Thursday uh, service. And that's not Monday. That's Maundy, M-A-U-N-D-Y. If you've never heard of that, that's okay. I'll f- fill you in right now. You know, this is commemorating, rem- remembering Jesus's last supper with, with his disciples and really big things happened. You know, he, he washed his disciples feet, which we have a lot to learn from, from that experience. He, he gave us the commandment of communion you know, with, with the bread and the cup. So just a really uh, significant and really intimate time with Jesus and his disciples that we can look to together on Thursday and worship him through. And here's a little fun fact. If you, if you never knew where the name Maundy Thursday came from, it's actually, it derives from Latin and, and the Latin phrase, I'm not going to say it cause I can't speak Latin, well, but it's, try. The, it it's, it's okay. I'll try. Here we go. Mandatum novum dovobis. Nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. Anyways, it doesn't matter. That's the Latin phrase for a new commandment I give to you, which obviously he says that. um, And so just a beautiful time. So this Thursday, crossing campus, seven o'clock, see y'all there. Yeah. And the way we're going to celebrate it, the way we're going to, we're going to commemorate it is by going through a Passover Seder experience. So during that time when Jesus was with his disciples and, and doing all that stuff that Sean mentioned, it was, it was during the Passover feast. And so Jesus did some amazing things, basically, uh, kind of in rhythm with the Jewish, you know, tradition and culture. But then he did some other things that were new, and so we're going to kind of cover that, and, and we're going to you're going to get to taste some things and experience some, um, some just symbolic, uh, you know, elements that uh, the Jewish people were very familiar with year in and year out, and then, and then you're going to hear how Jesus kind of kind of just started something new there as well. And so it's not a full on meal, so don't come hungry, but you will get to, to try some nibbles and, and just to experience the, um, the symbolic elements of a Passover Seder, uh, but then pointed towards Jesus as the Messiah. So yeah, it's going to be really great. Uh, I'm told it's a great thing to bring, um, an unsaved unchurched friend to, because it's interactive and it, we're going to explain the gospel and, um, and really, you know, when G- Jesus gives this charge, like a new commandment I give you to love one another, we're going to really see how that plays out. And so, yeah, so come and, and experience that with us at 7 PM at the crossing campus. It's going to be great. Don't come hungry for food, but come hungry for Jesus. Yes. Words to live by. Okay. And then on Good Friday, of course, we're having our Good Friday services at both campuses at 6 p.m. And this is going to be really at both campuses, kind of a more simplified service where really we are just coming together to fix our eyes upon the cross together, you know, to remember Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, everything that means for us, and to thank him for that and wish him together. And of course, we're going to take communion together. And as we do that, Remember his body, remember the new covenant he established. And so we're really looking forward to that. 
uh, just a sweet time of intimate worship together. You doing any new songs? What songs are you doing? What's one song uh, you're really pumped about? It? That's a good question. Let me look. My brain's in uh, other places. Um, we're doing a new song. We're doing that uh, Chris McClarney. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's a good I one. I was a prisoner. No, no. Yeah, it's called Hallelujah for the Cross. So if you if you guys uh, crossing people, you wanna you wanna listen to it. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a great one. You, you can kind of get get ready for for Friday ahead of time. Do a little homework. Do some homework. Very <laughs> good. I love it. Uh, and then of course Easter Sunday, y'all. It is coming. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And yeah, wouldn't it be so sad, you know, if the story ended on Friday? <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be obviously. But Paul said, man, yeah, if, if without the resurrection, we're the most pitied people of all, right? Because dang right. Our, our our faith is futile, our hope is dead, right? But he thank God he did raise again, right? Yeah, we were just talking about this morning. Like, because of the resurrection, man, it's the complete opposite. We, of all people in the entire world, have reason to be joyous, have reason to celebrate, have reason to, to have peace in the midst of really hard things. So, man, we're looking forward to just celebrating that and, and worshiping together on Sunday. And that probably of all, I mean, any day is a good day, but probably of all the Easter services we're doing, that one is probably the the, the lowest hanging fruit, easiest to invite that, that family member, that neighbor, coworker who, you know, maybe doesn't know Jesus or maybe does and has walked away or you've been kind of skirting that topic with. I really want to encourage you all to just, uh, you know, pray for some boldness <laughs> and some courage mm-hmm. yeah. and for some open doors maybe to, to, to bring someone with you to Easter because we're talking about, we're not talking about, you know, this coming Sunday being a great experience for them. We're talking about you, you, that simple invitation could change someone's eternity, Yeah, you know? So we're really hoping to see many, many new faces this weekend. Yeah. And, and if you haven't heard, we're for those seekers out there, those people in your life who don't know Jesus yet, but you, you feel like God's drawing them close and, and they have questions and they are interested in Jesus and the Bible and the claims of Christianity. We're starting a class that is specially just designed for, for you and that friend or you and that coworker, you and that family member to come and get those questions answered and start, start the conversation. It's called a discovery class. And when you come to service on Easter with your friend that you invited, you can sign up right then and there. I think the classes start in May. They're going to be Sunday afternoons. Lunch will be provided. A nice catered lunch will be provided. And really just want to encourage people to to think about who in their lives that God is is um, drawing near to them. And, and let's get them at that class so that they can uh, really kind of get their... <clears throat> get the, 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 the hurdles that might be in the way removed. Love that. And yeah, I just, on that note, be a bringer for that. You know, don't just tell them, Hey, there's this class for you non-believers you can go to, you know, it's so much more meaningful and relational to, to tell them, Hey, I'm going to this class for a month. And I'd love for you to go with me and we can investigate these things together. That's huge. You know? That's huge. Love that. Cool. Okay. So those are Easter services. We hope to see you all there. Um, as we celebrate the savior together and kind of just today, we're going to, this will be a shorter one. I mean, knock on wood, we always say that. Uh, but Danny and I just wanted to share one way that each of us are kind of focusing and and beholding uh, Jesus this week. You know, with it being Easter week and everything that we're working on and, and working towards, it's easy to just get lost in the hustle, you know. But man, it's so important for us as his people to, to remember the reason behind the season, you know, that kind of yeah, thing of just... Yeah. 
man, th- we're talking about our, our, our savior who, who came to die for his people, um, and, and, and secure et- eternal victory. And so, you know, what are some ways that we can all participate in fixing our eyes upon Jesus, looking to him and letting that kind of shape our attitudes, um, in minds and hearts this week. So, so maybe Dan, what's one way that, that you have been doing that this week? Yeah. For me, the thought is just the, in God sending his son to earth, this rescue plan we've been talking about, it is just, I've just been so blown away at how loving it, it of an act that was, you know, we, we read John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And I don't know. I just think I'm thinking so much just about how much of a sacrifice that was for the father mm. and what Jesus endured to, to execute that rescue plan and how he was so compelled by love. That's what, you know, kept him like entrusting himself to the father is he, he loved the father perfectly and he loved those that, that he died for. And I was thinking about in Romans chapter five, how the apostle Paul tells us that God shows his love. Uh, this is five, uh, chapter five, verse eight, God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. And I'm just, I'm really just blown away that, you know, he goes on to say that we were we were enemies with God. We were objects of of wrath, and at, that's when God decided to God, God decided to do what He did, even though that's where we were we were. And one of the key components of God's love is it's sacrificial. You know that He hmm. He is going to love regardless of the outcome. Now He knows what's going to happen eventually. He knows that the people that are going to respond to his rescue plan and, and put their faith in Christ and, and receive that, that forgiveness of sin and that eternal life. He knows that, but he also knows that while he did this for all of humanity, he knows that there's some people that are going to reject him. There's some people Mm. that are going to spit in his face. There's some people that are going to just completely reject the gospel and his amazing love. And I was just thinking about how um, amazing that is, right? In spite of the rejection and, and in spite of how, how much that must hurt the father, that um, there are people that will hear this amazing message and not, and not respond in love. Um, that didn't dissuade him from doing it. You know, that, didn't, that doesn't change his, his essence, his character is love. And, and that... The greatest example of that is him giving his son for us. And man, I'm just so blown away by that. And a lot of you guys know my, my sister, Nicole, who is uh, one of our global mission partners in South Africa. And she, what is she, what she's been doing for the past 10 years is, is rescuing abandoned babies, um, caring for them, helping them grow and, and, and then connecting them with families through adoption well, she, many of you also know that recently, um, because of some bureaucratic, you know, issues and some kind of like corruption and incompetence in the government, uh, her baby home has been shut down and the children have been displaced and, and put in, in, in other uh, homes 
right now. And thankfully the, the children are safe and they're being cared for, but it's not, uh, as, as loving and nurturing and geared towards adoption as what, what Nicole's home was, what was doing. And so a lot of people are just heartbroken and, and just praying like crazy that, th- that things can turn around and, and head back. But man, it looks, it, there's a lot of, uh, temptation to feel despair, to feel discouraged, to get despondent. And, and she was telling me, you know, this morning when we were chatting and praying, she was just saying the temptation is for her to, um, withdraw her love a little bit, you know, to, to Mm -hmm. guard her heart a little bit, because there is a chance that she's not going to get to have these kids back. You know, um, there is a chance that the home won't be able to reopen. We're praying fervently that that won't happen, but that is, that is, that could be something that God allows to happen. And so it could kind of be like a, you know, a little bit of a backup plan, a safety net for her to just kind of withdraw slowly and just stop loving these kids, you know, as big and, and, and just sticking her neck out for them, you know, because it's, it gets messy when you do that. Right. And it, and it's, it can be, you're exposing yourself to pain and hurt. And, um, but one of the things that she's just really convinced from the Lord is God's just telling her, keep loving them, keep, keep sacrificing for them, keep going all in, don't withdraw. And I just thought that was such a a beautiful picture of how God loves us and what he's asking us to do. Because when, unfortunately we don't have the, the ability of seeing into the future like God does. We don't know all things. And so when we love people in big ways in sacrificial ways, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. They, they could burn us. They could, we could get hurt. Things could get really messy, but God says, you got to do that anyway. You got to still love people and you got to get your hands dirty. And it, it, yeah, you are exposing yourself and you are making yourself vulnerable and, and, and someone could potentially hurt you, but that's the risk that he's asking us to take. And, and in a way he took that risk, you know, it, it's a weird way to think of God taking a risk for us. Cause he knows all things and you know, th- there's no rolling the dice with God. Like he knows all things, right? He's sovereign over all. But if you think about the cross, it's, it's, it's a risky kind of thing. Like Jesus is really laying his life down for people that, that are dead in their sin and, and enemies of God. And, um, I don't know, I'm just so inspired by that and really just wanting to love people that way. Um, and so mm-hmm. that's kind of my beholding thought and my charge for this season. Yeah. In a weird way, it's like even take out the, the risk thing, because it's not even, it's not even uncertain, you know, we're, we're promised, Hey, you will go through hard things for my glory, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I feel like, especially like we look to Jesus, mm-hmm. like think about him, like he it's like with Nicole's situation, she knows she's going to have to, to go through hard things to love these people, you know, to yeah. keep doing that. She knows that it's not, it's not uncertain. She knows it's just like, Hey, this is the hardship. And look at Jesus. Like, man, he knows what he's about to endure on the cross and yet he does it. And man, we can look to that picture, you know, for all the things, you know, it's like the Hebrews 12, we look to him and through that, we don't grow weary, but we have strength, endurance and, and all those things. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. How about I, you? I wanna, what's, yeah. What's your thought? 
Yeah. One thing I've been just thinking through and praying for a lot this week is like the, the word that comes to mind for me is reality. You know, when I'm mm-hmm. thinking about Easter and just kind of processing through how the world looks at Easter and how people who don't know Jesus view us during this time, you know, I have this picture of them just kind of like sitting on their lawn chairs, you know, laughing at the Christians across the street, you know, <laughs> painting crosses on their windows and chasing eggs around or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of this, this idea of, of ridicule. And again, that's not a surprise. We, we know that Jesus tells us we're going to be persecuted, but it just makes me sad, you know, because these people are missing out on reality. You know, the, they're missing out on the story of reality as God intends for us to see it, you know? So that's what I've been thinking about is just, just, the reality of the cross, the reality of Jesus, you know, God's love being real in our lives in a tangible kind of experiencing kind of way. Um, and you know, you and I, and some other people, we, we've had a lot of conversations recently about like pastorally about the, the kind of this, this collision of the knowledge of God and the experience of God, you know? And I feel like there's often a temptation to make those really separate things, you know? And it makes sense because as you go through churches and denominations and age groups, it tends to kind of ping pong back and forth, you know? Or, or yeah, be, kind of be slanted or bent one way or the other. Exactly. It's like, oh, yeah. we, we can only be a knowledge chasing family or we can only be an experience chasing family. You know what I mean? Um, but I think God's intention is not that, you know, it's, it's, it's this, this blend where you can't separate. When we're talking about real relationship, you can't separate knowledge and experience. You just can't. Just like I was talking to you earlier, but it's like our marriages, like I can't separate the, what I, what I know about my wife from how I feel about my wife, you know, and they're directly tied to each other. And on one hand, I, I totally get it where it's like, oh, well, knowledge feels so cerebral and so cold and clinical, but it's only that way if we remove it from the relationship part, you know, it's like, yeah, in a classroom setting, it, it's true. I, I've it's cerebral, it's like seminary, it's boring, whatever you want to call it. But again, that's only true if we're forgetting about the relationship we have with God, we, for the, about the intimacy we have with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus. And see, I'm just thinking about, about Patty and it's like, man, knowing, you know, what kind of mom she's become right now, knowing who she is as a wife to me, that's what totally, you know, defines and creates that, the, those, that intimacy and the experience and all that kind of stuff. And it reminds me of, you know, this Sunday, we're going to be talking a lot about the Holy Spirit as it pertains to the cross. And, you know, I've just been praying about the Holy Spirit's role in my life, you know, and in our church family. And um, just trying to remember what God told us he's giving us the Holy Spirit for, you know, who the person of the Holy Spirit is supposed to be to us. And I I was reading through, you know, John 14 of when Jesus is telling his disciples in the upper room discourse, Hey, I'm giving you this helper, you know? And, and what did he say about it? He says, first he says, Hey, if you love me, you're going to do what I'm telling you to do. You're going to keep my commandments. If you love me, you know, it's, so there, there's this, there's this knowledge aspect to that. He says, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. And because of that, my father's going to love him. He's going to, he's going to make our home with him. And yeah, I'm just trying to, in my mind, kind of parse through, my knowledge of the cross this week and then letting that be the bridge for, for the experience. Cause he says the Holy Spirit's going to do that. The Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance all I've said to you. That's and so that's going to, that's going to be what shapes those feelings, you know? And then just kind of lastly, you know, kind of tying with that. It's like, what do we do with that? 
reading through Romans eight, because obviously there's a lot of stuff about the life and the spirit in, in Romans eight. Mm. And I just verse verses five or 15 through 17. I just love, it feels very, so here's why God is, is giving us the Holy spirit. Here's why he's giving us this, this helper who will remind us of that knowledge piece. And, and we can't separate that from the experience piece. You know, it says mm. for you to not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, we're heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Hmm. So again, just that same idea of, man, we know we're going to suffer, but man, praise God that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us to, to bear witness with our spirit, that we are children of God, we're heirs of God. That's our reality this week. You know, mm. and, and it's not, it's not ditching knowledge to say, man, I am delighted in experiencing intimacy with being an heir of God this week, you know, and it's not ditching experience to say, man, I'm so thankful that, that we have the Holy Spirit to remind us of the truth that Jesus told us to live by, you know, and let those things blend together in that mysterious way that only God knows, you know, mm. exactly how that works. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, just that, that reality and kind of that, that, that knowledge, inspired true intimacy this week. That's what I'm praying for, for myself and for all of our people as we walk through this weekend. That's so good. I will echo that with a big hearty. Amen. I love that. And, and really what, what, like we've been talking about an opportunity for that Easter provides and, and maybe you're in a situation where you just, you've been feeling disconnected in, in, in your knowledge of God, um, and your experience in him. And man, maybe this is your week to, to recenter, to, to, to jumpstart, you know, to, to come back to, to that loving abiding connection with God. You know, for those of us that have put our faith in Jesus and we've had our sins forgiven and we've been given eternal life, the God, God is our father and that never changes our, our status as sons and daughters will never change. But depending on how we choose to live and, and, and how we, how much we, we take hold of the, the gifts and the resources that God has given us, our fellowship with our father can, can ebb and flow. And it's mm. not, it's not based on what, what he has done. He is steady and consistent and his commitment to us will never change. He always stands there like, like the father and the prodigal son on the road with arms open, you know, ready, ready to hug us and, and, and embrace mm-hmm. us and, and kiss us and feast with us. Right. But we're the ones that wander. We're the ones that turn. And so maybe this is your week to turn back and, and just run to the father. Amen. Man, enough said. So dig into that, dig into that intimacy with, the, with our Abba Father this week. And again, just to remind you, we hope to see all of you and hopefully the Lord gives you an open door and the courage to do so, to bring someone to either Monday, Thursday or Good Friday at both campuses or Easter Sunday at, at both campuses. And again, we're just looking forward to this family celebration, you know, of, of this momentous occasion that changed everything for all of us. Amen. Amen. Here, here. Let's get it, guys. Let's get it. All right, y'all. Oh, and lastly, I'll say this. Uh, if, you're, if you've been a Behold listener for a while or if you're a new time Beholder, uh, tell, tell your wives, tell your neighbors, because next week is going to be a special episode. That is our official 
hundredth episode of the wow. Behold podcast. So if you listen to them all, then you deserve a medal or something. That's that's incredible. That's that's a lot of nonsense to, to put lot, up with. I love it. Uh, so we'll see you there. It'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and and if you want to send in some uh, so, like a little audio clip of something that a fun memory from behold or just something God's been doing to, you know, encourage you as, as we've had these conversations, we'd love to to hear from you and, and maybe we'll play it on the podcast. So send us, send us some audio clips just of, of you, what you want to say. And maybe we'll get you, could be your, your chance to be famous. Wow. <laughs> Five minutes of glory right there. Exactly. All right, y'all. We'll see you this weekend at all those various things. And of course we'll see you next week for behold again. Peace and love. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.